everyone. Welcome to Housewives Tonight. I'm your host, Rit. And today, I am here to discuss Dallas. A show in which we do seem to be stuck in a bit of a time loop, revisiting the same dog trainer, the same shaman, and the same experimental food tastings that we've seen before. But I'm here for it. I'm loving it very much. Before I introduce my special co-host to help me break everything down, please do remember to follow me on Instagram at Wives Tonight. Same on Twitter. And here comes the shameless portion of the podcast where I ask you to like, share, subscribe, and rate this podcast wherever you can because it would be really helpful. I do have some fun interviews that are lining up and they're going to be rolling out over the next month and I'm so excited to share those with you guys. Like I said before, I am trying to, you know, pivot to interviews a little more than the recaps because uh, that's where my interests are going, all right? I can do whatever I want. It's my podcast. But in the meantime... We need to talk about Dallas, and to do that, I have a former guest who visited before things got real bad for the world last year, but now he's back. Everyone, please welcome back Faces by Bravo, aka Steve. Hi, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Good. Welcome back. It's been um, a lifetime, really. I feel like it's been like a year, honestly, approaching a year. What was it like? Was it March? April? I think so. Somewhere yeah. around there. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. It's been a while. So how's your year been? Anything crazy happened? Oh, you know, <laughs> just a pandemic. Like, yeah, no big deal. No, no big deal, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, a lot of TV has come and gone in the last year. And, you know, what's crazy is like, I feel like we didn't really have a massive black hole in programming because there's still like, you know, so much happened on Bravo. Forget pandemic stuff, but like, obviously Potomac was such a massive deal. Um I'm trying to think. Well, I mean, I'm already, I'm already forgetting what else. Oh, New York was such a big thing with Leah. And like, you know, she was, I remember when New York aired, it was, that was the time where we had a little bit of a gap. And so when New York yes. started, I was like crawling towards it. And I was like, it's here. I am so excited. I honestly, I think I have this idea that Bravo is like now making sure all of production and like cast members are like, remaining hush hush about everything with the seasons because if you think about it we haven't heard anything about new york really we haven't heard anything about beverly hills really we haven't heard anything about jersey Mm -hmm. um that's true and usually and now potomac's filming and you haven't heard a thing about that usually we you hear bits and pieces of what's going on and drama gets leaked we haven't heard anything, and I think that is amping me up even more for all of these shows to premiere again. That's a really good point. And I remember hearing Andy say very recently that he hates when that stuff happens, when the stuff yep. comes out and people start talking about it. And it is true. I mean, if you remember the whole Brandy, oh, that was another thing. Beverly Hills was like so crazy last year. Incredible um, season. I will die are so, on that hill. Right. People are so people just want to be angry at Beverly Hills for some reason. They feel betrayed for some reason. Um, like that was a quality season that we haven't gotten in a while from Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. So, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that whole thing played out before the show even aired. So we already kind of heard about it a bunch mm-hmm. and to an extent that's happened with Atlanta. And now we watch every episode just waiting for, for that. And it sucks because we're just like, Oh, it's not here. Oh, it's not here yet. And it makes you like not really pay attention to, like what else is going on? And that's why we're going to talk about Dallas in a bit, but I actually am really enjoying Dallas this season. And I think it's because I'm just along for the ride and there's nothing I'm like waiting for us to get to. 
And it's just, I'm finding it to be very, I mean, it's hitting on some like real life stuff, but I'm also just finding it to be very like pretty and Tiffany's light. bringing stuff light. It's just like a dessert. Like it's very satisfying because there's I, no, yeah. I completely agree with you. I mean, I've always liked Dallas except last season, this season, it brought back like the life of Dallas that I loved. And um, what I, the reason why I thought it was a franchise that was really important that people slept on Cameron, I think, is hysterical. She is an all-star housewife, and I think she gets shit on a little too hard. But Tiffany Moon now, incredible. Like, absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. um, Deandra, I used to say, has had one of the biggest falls from grace out of all the housewives mm -hmm. because her strong entry in season two down to, like, being sort of, like, in the background of season four, it was like we saw her sort of just fall apart. Um, but now she's come back and I couldn't love her more. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I, I think also the group scenes, the amount of group scenes that they've done mm -hmm. adds so much because yes, we do love catching up with the ladies one-on-one, -on -one, whatever, but the group scene is where it's at. And I would argue that this season of Dallas probably has more group scenes than we've ever seen on any other franchise. I think that's a really good point. And now that you're saying it, and I think we'll just roll right into our recap right now, just because like we're already in this Dallas zone. Um, but before we start that, just, just to that point, the solo scenes that we are getting, which is like Cam with that dog and that trainer, like when that trainer showed up, I was like, again, this episode, I was like, oh, so you're just, you're just going to be coming through every episode. All right. Oh, and he's hot. So I'm fine with watching him come through. I don't even remember what he looks like, to be honest. He um, didn't, he didn't he's like, like jump out of me. jacked. He's got some scruff he's muscular he has i feel like he has a sleeve maybe but he's so like he just takes he seems like he takes himself so seriously i think oh yes yeah Absolutely. that's why i kind of like tuned him out all right so this episode kicks off with tiffany now okay so you're liking tiffany i am too there are definitely times where i'm like oh why'd you say that don't do that but then i'm like how much of it is because not that you know i'm not Chinese, obviously, but I am Asian, so to speak. So I know that feeling of like, you know, you want everyone to like you. And when, and when you see yourself represented in some form on TV and that person takes what you think is a misstep, it makes, it, may, it just makes me, I get secondhand like discomfort, like throughout the episode with the put on the booties and all that stuff. I was like, just oh, be yeah. nice to them. But then I was like, no, let her be herself. And like, why should she like, yeah, I, see I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I, yeah. cause Here's the deal. There was moments, absolutely. I agree with you. Like there's cringe-worthy moments from last night. Like I just was like, oh no, don't say that. Don't do that. You like yeah. you want to grab her and like before she gets there. But what makes her so easy to forgive her is how open and vulnerable she is about how, what life was like growing up for her. Mm -hmm. And it allows me to see, okay, this is culturally how she was raised. And then, you know, she didn't have those times to like really build this social scene that, you know, a lot of people did. And you know what? She's allowed to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, you it's know? true. Not to say that like, you know, it makes it right, but she owns her behavior too. That's the other thing is like, she apologized last night. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I think she's recognizes when she's, wrong mm -hmm. and where which i feel like that's rare in a housewife there's a lot that can't even 
see that or admit that they're wrong. That's true. Um, yeah. And, and she, you're right. She was very apologetic to skip ahead to the, the stuff at the pizza, um, which a lot of housewives would have been like, whatever, get over it. Not a big deal. Um, I also didn't think it was a big deal, but right. We'll get yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. So what I thought was interesting to what you're saying, and this is in the first scene is she's like, so didn't really have girlfriends. And you posted a really great meme about that today, but she's like, didn't really have girlfriends. So I don't really know how to do that whole thing. And it's because she had to spend so much time just studying and pushing herself. And I, I know people, Indian people that were raised like this. I think my dad was one of them. And so you miss out on those years where you have your group and you hang out. And even for me, like to go out at night with my friends, it was like, okay, I'm going to ask. I'm going to, first, I'm going to tell them all the stuff, extra stuff I did for my schoolwork. So I'll really like lay it on thick and then I'll get permission to go out. But it was always an ordeal to get permission to go out. And so you know, I kind of understood like, oh, this is like awkward territory for her. And add on to that, I mean, you have a crazy schedule too, because you're in the same profession, pretty much. Um, you're responsible for people's health. So you do have to be fresh and alert. I mean, she had a meeting, but still. Um, yeah. So I kind of understood the party deadline. Um, I don't know. Where did you land on that? I don't know. I mean, I it's not something I would probably do, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I mean, at least you're setting expectations ahead of time right. rather than kicking people out. All right, it's 1030. I actually right. got to go. Right. I don't know. I maybe I, I don't know. I feel like everyone had very strong opinions on that last night as well. And mm -hmm. I, I mean, to me, it, it didn't seem like a big deal. Like if yeah. my friend told me that I'd be like, all right, cool. That's fine. Well, and then, okay. So I know you love Cam. I'm not the biggest Cam fan, but when she does this shit, it really annoys me when she's like, the proper way for etiquette is you put it in the invite, not in a text. It's like, who gives a shit? Like, that's the part of her I don't like. She she did say something else that made me laugh. Like, she Cam definitely does that push and pull with me. Yeah, I can't stand her. And then she like reels me back in. I'm like, oh, Cam. Oh, and here's the the thing. Cam's wrong 98% of the time. <laughs> yeah. But I love her all 98% of that time Then she's right. wrong. Like, right. It's it's incredible to watch her. I think right. she's a big caricature of herself and it's incredible TV. Yeah. What I also think is interesting about Tiffany is that on one hand, she, does, she doesn't have the group of friends and she's like not super social. She doesn't have people over. But I don't know if, if, if I'm making a false connection here, but she does have an interest in like beautiful clothes and beautiful objects and the high life, but she doesn't enjoy sharing it or like, inviting people into it, you know? So it's sort of like, who is that for? You know, cause usually it's like a lot of times when you have all that wealth, it's like you go out with your friends and you like shop together and you do all these things together. I've just never really heard of somebody with that much money who enjoys luxury and, and designer things. But like, she has an aesthetic as well. She's not just like blindly buying shit, oh, but right. also is like a total isolationist. Like I don't see that combination ever. I wonder so I've thought about, I actually did think about that as well. Um, so I think because she knows that like, that's what wealthy people want, like, mm. and that's your goal is to mm. have the nice house, the nice car, the high fashion. I'm not saying she doesn't like it. Like, she doesn't naturally like it. She does, I'm sure. But in addition, like she hasn't had that, maybe that connection with the friends mm -hmm. portion of it, but she's trying to connect in that way, live up to what 
the expectation is of this wealthy Dallas socialite, maybe. Mm -hmm, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no. I, I think what you're saying is she's basically going from the outside in. So she started from the exterior of the appearances and all that stuff. And now she's going inwards and like trying to build a friend base exactly. and like, yeah, which is not the typical way people go about it. But again, that's just, I guess the function of her, how she was raised and like, she's just, it's almost like we're watching like, a, like somebody enter like, not not society in that sense, but literally just like entering society for yeah. the first time and like, how do I have friends over, you know? Um, but she's being very honest about it. Exactly. And yeah. that's what I love. Like, that would be really hard to admit, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I also think, you know, she's, she's brilliant. Like, she mm -hmm. is absolutely brilliant. But it's, it would be hard to say, hey, guys, I actually am missing out on the friendship, the connection, the bonding of girlfriends. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that would be hard to, you know, it looks like I have it all, but I'm just like some of you out here that maybe can't, you know, connect with other people because of certain things, or I've had trouble, you know, building this social network. And I mm -hmm. think it can be relatable to a lot of people, maybe not the money part of it, yeah, but yeah. at least like the social part of it. And I really applaud her for that. Um, it's, it, and I think she's trying to make the steps to make these friendships, but her lack of understanding how to do it might be getting in the way. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yep. No, it, it totally makes sense because she's still, um, she does like her, like her safety spot is like being in her home, being in bed by a certain time. And so it almost feels like, have you ever done this before where you, um, you don't really want to go somewhere because you don't really know anyone there. So you're like, oh, I have to be out by a certain time because it's sort of like a safety, it's an escape yep. hatch for you. The problem is she's doing it in her own home, but I think yeah. it's, I think it's a defense for her and she doesn't know how rowdy it's going to get and her kids are home and her husband, who's like the sweetest guy ever, like, Love him. and so far she's only seen like, okay, this group likes to party and like Carrie's a little unpredictable. Um, so, you know, I, I'm kind of with her on the, on the, uh, on the cutoff, but of course, like when it came time, she was like, no, 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 you can stay. Cause she I know. started enjoying herself. Oh, I know. Yeah. I, I, I was so bummed at that moment, but you know, the housewives did what they had to do. Yeah, you know, yeah, they true. had to, they had to follow their, their rules and create a little drama. Yep. Okay. So then we're at, uh, Deandra's shaman's place now. Um, <laughs> Take. <laughs> how do you feel about the shaman i'm What's obsessed yeah. i don't know why i think it's partially because it's deandra yeah as well like i did not see this coming yeah. at all like nowhere um i i love it i want i'm down to see more of it do i need to see him suck boogers out of her probably not maybe not right but <laughs> Hopefully Other we're done with that, that. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i into it. And I, I think it's a very interesting storyline for Deandra. I did not see that coming. Well, you know what's interesting is I kind of wrote him off at first because I find like a lot of these guys who sort of take that part of Eastern culture and like do their own thing with it. I find it a little annoying personally, but then he said, there are two ways to show power. You can push people down or raise them up. And I was like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's, wow. uh, yeah, I was like, I got a lot from that. Um, yeah. 
It's true. Uh, and so I, he is growing on me. Again, he was not a person that I thought we'd be seeing every episode, much like the dog no. trainer, but okay, that's all right. Here we are. It's interesting that that is the, you know, the lesson that he taught her because I feel like what we're getting this season is a power struggle with Carrie and Deandra. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they need to, they try to push each other down a little bit to get mm-hmm. to the top. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of, I think he's giving her this heads up, whether he knows it or not, that you don't have to do that to, you know, move forward or get higher. Does that make sense? It does make sense. But you know, what's interesting is also, I noticed that she now after Leanne, now it's, now it's, um, it's Carrie. These are two people that they're very alpha personalities. I oh, mean, yeah. they're not like, I know Carrie fancies herself as like an easygoing party girl, but like, no, she's got her edges, you know? Oh, um, yeah. I just find it interesting that Deandra, who I don't think of her as, I think of her as like, you know, she's in like, she's in control of her life and all that stuff, but I don't think of her as like a edgy, hard person. So it's interesting that she's drawn to those women. And now two times in a row, it's like not really working out. It's not the right personality fit for her. See, I I think I disagree with you on the hard, edgy women. Like I see that in Deandra mm. and I feel like we saw that so season two, she came on very strong. She was the friend of Leanne that could like put her in her place, but not in a way that was like- Oh, that's true. Offensive mm-hmm. or like, it was a good thing. They had a good relationship. But mm-hmm. then season three, she got, she had the curse of the season two curse of every new housewife is I have all this confidence because I did really well in my first season. So now I want to be in charge. Everyone loves me. And the way she tried to take Leanne down that season, like whether it was all true or not, like sure, it came off very calculated and kind of like super harsh. Right. I I know, um, I know what you're talking about. It felt like we were missing a piece of something because she yes. kind of she kind of came after her about well there are rumors going around about your husband or your fiance. We just want to know how to like respond to it. And I wonder if it was if if that was sort of like that Jacqueline Teresa feud where Jacqueline was like. Why do we have to find out about it through People Magazine? Why can't you tell us what's happening? Yeah. And Teresa refused to talk about it on camera. So maybe it's that thing of like, you know, when you get on these shows and if you're if you're friends already, I can understand how that can be very complicated. Like, wait, so are you doing this for the cameras? Why are you telling the cameras and not me? I thought we were friends. But on the other hand, you're on a show, you have a job and you have to, I don't know. It's just, I can understand how, how the show really got in the way of that friendship. Cause they were friends much before the show, right? They were- Leanne and Deandra. Yeah, Leanne was in Deandra's wedding, I think. Right, oh, that's right, okay. Yeah, no, I think it's one of those things where if you are good, like best friends going into the show, I think there has to be set guidelines. Like if you don't wanna lose your friendship, you need to have like boundaries that and very clear boundaries. So it's interesting you say that because the boundary thing, um, I think when you do set those boundaries, you get like a Teresa Dolores where it's actually like a very annoying dynamic to watch. Totally. Because you're like, oh God, you're always gonna have her back even if she's wrong. Now Dolores does like, she has started kind of like, and it seems like she's going to be kind of standing up to her a little more, but it has been like, a few seasons of her just being her like, you know. I absolutely agree with you on that. Um, The only difference I would say is like, there's friends that come on the show and then there's like best friends. Mm -hmm. Like if you're just like friends, acquaintances, 
I don't see those boundaries, but when I'm talking like a Leanne Deandra, a Stephanie Brandy, um, a Kyle LVP, mm-hmm. Teresa Dolores, those are the people like even Dorinda Ramona, mm-hmm. you know, like those are people that I would see like, hey, you know so much about me. I know so much about you. Here's my line. Mm-hmm. Not that I want that for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking for them. You're right. Yeah. Bad for us. Good for them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's where I see Deandra being sort of like, she used to be at least more cutthroat, mm-hmm. I think. Well, okay. So that takes us out of act one. Now act two is Cam and her dog and Stephanie setting up her office. Do you have anything to say about either of these two scenes? Because I have nothing. Um. I think that was when Travis told her her back was furry. Yeah, yeah, they had a back hair conversation. And I've sort of like, my eyes kind of cross when those scenes come on. I'm like, what are the lockers, office, what is happening? Like, I don't, I can't like (laughs) zero in on like, okay, so she has an office to do this like charity thing with the lockers. That's what the office is for. It's for her to like run this business. Yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe, uh, maybe she runs the foundation through there. Through that little office, okay. That's fine. It's that's that's to me that's like web content, but that's okay. All right, so let's jump ahead to Act Three. Uh, Everyone. Oh wait, actually, I do have one more comment. What the hell's wrong with her with Cam's dog? I don't like understand. This seems so intense. No human has that schedule. No. Yeah, it's it is a little it's it's a little heavy handed. Is there something that we're missing about the dog? Like, did the dog do something? Is it like? Well, her husband. Her husband, people say, is responsible for the passing of. The oh, dog, that's right? right. They said in the, he well, ended up not being. She did confirm, I think, on the first episode, right? Or is that like? Eh. I don't know. I mean, I don't really understand when she's in her like la la land and when she's actually speaking the truth. Like, it's very. That's. I guess what I don't understand with her is like I don't know how much of it is performance, and I know you don't think any of it is performance, but there's something I find. We were promised that she's smarter than she seems. And I am, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> no, I do think some of it's, I, what I mean is she's a caricature of herself as in right. like, she's just a bigger version of herself. I think she does play it up for the cameras, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of her is actually that. Mm. That's, there's a base that she is. And then she turns the throttle up a little bit. I was saying, uh, yeah, I was saying last week, it was so funny. Like she and Tiffany have been bumping heads, but they cut to a quick shot when they were at that bar last week. And uh, Tiffany was like, oh my God, did you know that before I was Moon, my maiden name was Sun? Yes. And she's like, oh my God, you didn't tell me. Like she was, that's like the level you can connect to Cam on. It's like I, basic yes. stuff. And she's like, girl, you didn't tell me that. Like it was I like they were old friends. <laughs> was like predicting those two would be best friends because they talk the same they do and talk then, the same. Yeah, no, like when I first heard Tiffany's voice, I was like, that's Cam, but with yeah. brains. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wild. Yeah. I also, it's now we have um, Stephanie and Tiffany, Brandy. It used to be confusing because it was Deandra and Leanne. So it used to be like Leandra or Deland. Like they all kind of sound the same. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's, I think that's a Dallas trait maybe. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and even like Carrie, like they all end in an ease. Anyway. Well, right. we had Carrie replace Carrie, and we had Tiffany replace Tiffany from season one. Oh, there we go. So we only have like, we're only working with eight names in Dallas uh, yeah. overall. They just rotate. Yeah. 
All right, so, okay, now we get to the pizza party invites. Um, so I watched this episode at eight, I, I noted this at 8.57 this morning when Tiffany started listing pizza ingredients, I got really hungry. I don't know why I wrote that down. Um, <laughs> she was like sausage, it's the way she talks to sausage, pepperoni. Everything's okay. elongated. Yeah, yeah, and like her, yeah, yeah, okay. All right, so it's interesting. So she says this thing about how she wants her living room to be like a museum. And that was so telling to me, like, that's probably how she was raised. Like, don't touch anything. Don't sit on the furniture. Were you raised in a home where there were rooms that you couldn't go into? Um, no, but like, we did not eat in the dining room. Yeah. We only ate at the kitchen table. Like, yeah, that's the dining right. room. Like, that's the only thing I can really think of. Um, my house growing up was always spotless. Both of my parents are like very neat and I am the opposite. I'm not, I'm like, I, I'm kind of tragic at times. Like, <laughs> literally, I'm like, do I have my life together? What is this room right now? <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, I feel like I'm always cleaning and everything just looks yes. like a disaster. Yes, yeah. I feel like I'm is. one of those stereotypes. Where I'm like, I can't get this place clean enough. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I'll clean and then literally 10 minutes later, shits everywhere because mm -hmm. I cleaned it up. I sat down to do my stuff and then my ADD is all over the place. So mm -hmm. I like start and do one thing. Then I throw that down on the bed and then I'll go do another thing. So mm -hmm. it's just yeah. a hot mess. And there's just like wreckage in your, yes. in your like path and you turn around like two hours later, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. I used to be the same getting ready for work. I would just be like, I'll put this all back later. Like as you go through stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Amen. So, um, did you say amen or gay men? Um, I'll say gay men <laughs> now. <laughs> well, cause that's also, I mean, I think it's just, okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, okay. So Deandra. Okay. So Deandra's the first one there and we get the whole, like, can you put covers on your shoes? And the problem is it was like kind of drawn out. Like it wasn't just like, oh, would you mind? It was like a, oh my God, can you please put them on your beautiful shoes? You look amazing. Oh my God, I'm not ready yet. It was just like, you know, when like a guest shows up early and it's like uncomfortable because you're rushing around, but you want to be like a nice welcoming person. Yep. But then you add the fact that she's like, can you put covers on your shoes? It just, yep. I was kind of, this is where I was getting a little like, oh, just, just relax, Tiffany. Let them mm -hmm. like, yeah. The secondhand cringe was like, it's, I think everything in her life has just been so regimented that mm -hmm. her being able to relax is very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, okay, then we get this weird side plot of Carrie's party or Carrie's birthday. Wasn't Carrie's birthday that other thing that she, where she pushed? Thank you for saying this because I felt crazy watching this. I was like, why? is this being brought up again? I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm all down for, you know, multiple celebrations, 50s great, but like, it felt like we were- We'd moved like, on. We, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, move on. So this is where Cam made me laugh because she always has to reel me back in. She goes about pinatas. She was like, I wanted to have a pinata at Carrie's party, but we forgot. <laughs> Like, it was just so like, okay. Like they never say that, like we just forgot, you know? Yeah. It's always like, they always come up with some reason like production will, so it seems more yes. believable. Just like I we absolutely forgot. absolutely love that about yeah. her. Uh, okay, so Stephanie can put on shoe covers. Tiffany thanks them. Also, also oh, can we um, talk about, didn't Cameron also say like her friend had a pinata that Chanel was in the- Yeah, they were like, what? like it was like jewelry and stuff, but it like doesn't get damaged when you beat it. Well, also like, 
who puts like thousand dollar things in a fucking pinata? This is the thing with Dallas money is it feels very new for everyone. And so that seems like a new money thing. Like, oh, we'll shove it in a pinata and then we'll pick it up off the ground. Like it just, it just seems like a very strange thing to do. Well, speaking of money, uh, so they go into her closet. Cam does that funny oh. thing with the, with the stick where she brings the bag down. So you're right. I mean, the two of them do have their laughs together, you know? And there's a level where they can like, when Tiffany can like relax. Weirdly, Tiffany has to relax in order to bond with Cam. Whereas not that Cam's like the most relaxed person ever, no. but she almost has to just turn down her stiff regimented, that's the wrong word and that's this, and just like be a little goofy with Cam. And then they're good. Exactly, yes. But now they've unfollowed I, each other. Like they're, it's all- It's bad. Yeah, yeah. it's bad, yeah. I think, yeah, you're right. I feel like Cam is wound tight for a normal person, mm -hmm. but then Tiffany's wound tighter. Mm-hmm. So if they could just, if we could bring Tiffany down just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think they would be on that level. Yeah, maybe in a couple of years when, I'm, I'm just curious if she's going to come back. She's been saying she's not sure. And she's like, I don't even know if people want me back. So we'll see. I like this for her though. I love it. I think yeah. it's amazing for her. I think she needs to come back because she honestly is made for a show like this. Mm -hmm. She has so much going on. And I love the cultural aspect of it mm -hmm. as well. Um, to be honest, she is the first Asian housewife, not Chris. I know they announced Crystal as Crystal, being yeah. the first, but Tiffany had already like Dallas had already wrapped filming and everything. So I don't know why or how they decided because Crystal hadn't even filmed yet, but how they decided like who was considered the first Asian house, even though Tiffany had already filmed and wrapped. Well, who was saying that uh, Crystal Bravo. was the first? Oh, they, they said she was the first? They announced her as the first Asian housewife. That is, you're right, that's really weird. Because I... they brought Tiffany in, which I thought was like, I talked about this last time, like in response to the Brandy thing, which was like, it's weird, it was such a literal choice of casting, like, well, let's bring in a Chinese person and show right. Brandy how, uh, but she also, accidentally maybe ended up being amazing yeah you know? no yeah she's perfect i think the amount of wealth she has okay that's what, what i want the twenty four thousand dollar bag that cam brought yes! twenty four thousand dollars it's wild to me i mean the fact like birkins are like always expensive but the fact that she has that many of them it's mm -hmm. you like can't get that many unless you are like they keep count of all these people who buy Birkins and stuff. You can only get so many. At oh, I didn't know that. That's so yeah, weird. Yeah, I feel like, um, was it Leah Black or Kyle? Somebody back in old Housewife days um, brought up, you know, like, oh, having a Birkin, there's only so many that you can get. So I can introduce you to my person who I buy them from. Yeah. There's only so many, very short supply. Well, and this is why I really resented Stephanie in the first episode where she's like, it's a little, um, you know, I would never brag about what I have. And I'm like, get out of here, Stephanie. Like, I am here to watch that. I want exactly. to see that everything about Tiffany, like even the way she's dressed in interview, like it's all so like delicious and beautiful and like flawless. It's just, I love to watch it. So I was like, Stephanie, please. Like people love Stephanie and she's perfectly nice. I, she's fine. But like, People really are like, she is the most perfect. It's like, great. Not quite what I'm looking for in my housewives, but I'm happy to have her. I will say, and I've said this before, 
I actually love, I mean, I do love Stephanie, but I love that she's the one housewife that it seems like can never be tainted. I love that mm. we have one housewife that will never get a bad storyline or like a bad edit, I feel like. Maybe she will this season, I don't know. It just seems like she never gets a bad edit. Well, for me, that was the bad edit. That's why I was like, yeah, I mean, I was if like, that's your that's worst weird. edit. I yeah, mean, no, it's true. Yeah, you could do a lot worse. Could do a lot worse. And, you know, to be that, to be as like, not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, she's not, not that she's not controversial, but she doesn't cause problems and she's not looking for fights. To be able to stay on a show for that long is an accomplishment, you know? Absolutely. Um, I think she even said in interviews, like, every season, like, especially in the earlier seasons, she always is like, oh my God, when I get my contract, they want me back. Like, yeah. like she's always surprised because she, I think she knows that like, I I think she's hysterical though. You have to give her that. Yeah, like, no, of course. I think she's yeah. so funny. She's not dramatic in the way that we're used to, you know, seeing our housewives, but yeah. her humor and quick wit and mm -hmm. just lovability is, yeah. I think- a necessary factor. Yeah, no, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't knock any of that. Um, she, she's a little bit like Heather Gay in that respect, and that she's yeah. just like accessible, and she would like welcome you in, you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, so then we go outside. Oh, then Jen shows up. This Lana Del Rey, like I don't know this 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 like friend of who never really. She seems so nice, but like she doesn't really speak much. Does she look like Lana Del Rey? Because I don't really. I've Googled Lana Del Rey, oh. but I, I can't remember what Jen looks like. I can never get them side by side. Yeah, she kind of does now that you say that. Yeah, okay. She's just got a that like, bit. yeah, it's not a bad yeah. thing at all. I mean, both are Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah, I never thought of that. But yeah, yeah I'm a, I'm ashamed, or not ashamed. I'm a, upset that we're not seeing more of Jen. I think she had a lot to offer, um, mm. but they chose, I think it took more of a darker path than they maybe wanted to do for the season of Dallas, so. I mean, it really sounds like you just know something. Like this doesn't, <laughs> you're just like, I'm guessing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think specific. you can probably find it on the line, but I mean, it was basically, it ha it's happened to coincide around the time that a lot of drama happened between her and her ex-husband and oh. his family on Instagram and discussing drug habits and rehab and all of that. Um, I think that's when they kind of tried to push away from. Jen. That's too bad. Yeah. All right. Well, so they're out back and they're making their pizza. Um, doo, doo, doo. Sorry, sorry. I like lost my spot. Um, okay. Oh, they're not, sorry. They're not even making pizza yet. So Carrie and Deandra drive over and Carrie brings up her kid's depression again. I just want her to stop. Like, I, I'm not sure if the daughter said like, sure, go ahead and talk about like the way she kind of threw it out there last week as a way to like win a point felt a little strange to me. And I thought, okay, maybe now she'll, maybe there's going to be a scene where she's going to have to tell her daughter, like, look, I'm sorry, this came out in my group of friends and she would have to take some, some responsibility. But there is some kind of emotional disconnect with her where I know she obviously cares about her kids, but the vibe I get from the kids is like the fact that she was like, I'm sorry you were hurt about our divorce. I had no idea. And it's like, if she's your kid, of course she was hurt during her divorce. Like there's some, right. there's a, you know what I mean by disconnect? Like, yeah. it's like I'm missing something. I think, 
I, I definitely agree. Like the way she threw it out there is not the way that I would, I don't think that was a good way to do it at all. Absolutely yeah. not. However, I understood why she felt the need to put that. I don't think I would want to do that on national television unless my kid gave me absolute permission. But I think she was saying like, Deandre, I, I actually see both sides on, on their argument because I could see both of them literally talking about themselves to each other mm -hmm. and trying to make a point or trying to like, well, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. And then the other one saying, well, I'm going through this, I'm going through this. And no one's being that ear for mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. They think that they're being the ear for each other, but they're not. Mm -hmm. And so I think when she felt Deandra was saying, you don't have anything to worry about, you know, your kids are grown, whatever. That was like a dagger, maybe a little to her where she's like, you actually have no idea what I'm going through. Right. However, maybe not the time and place. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, so you believe that she, it just kind of came out. Like it wasn't really like a planned thing. I don't think it was planned because I don't No, I don't think she planned to bring it up. I think once everything started going left, I think, I think the alcohol probably didn't help either. Never does. <laughs> Never does. Okay, so they get, okay, so everyone gets there. Tippy sets the ground rules. This was really funny. She sets these three ground rules. I can't, oh, the second one was like no fighting or something. Oh, the first one was about the bathroom, right? The second one was no fighting. And the third one was have fun. fun. And by the time she's, everyone was like, yay. Like they were so deflated. And Brandy's bite was really funny where she was like, that would have been my first rule. And that was yes. her third. Yeah. That was literally funny. that was where i was getting secondhand cringe was mm -hmm. like oh no no yeah. no she just wants to get in there and control that dynamic and like mm -hmm. yeah. and then like because she's so new i feel like her reads there were like daggers to them yeah because like it's like you've been here for two seconds yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. mean i honesty I is hard it's like yeah oh, yeah how, how do you exactly. know that yeah um okay so then tiffany goes through all the not tiffany yeah tiffany goes through all the ingredients including crickets and everyone's super grossed out by it um i missed it was were crickets an, another it was another cultural food or was it just something that she it was okay cool i think yeah i think so i um, remember Salma hayek made ellen eat them or something on ellen i think she also yeah. enjoys crickets i always think of Salma hayek for some reason when i think of that yeah <laughs> i mean no, I would not want to eat a cricket, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Okay, right. I was going to say, if so if you found out after the fact that it was like chopped up and put in your, I mean, this is the thing that Stephanie did a little bit of this too during the, the chicken foot incident. It's that a lot of, um, I hate to go here. I'll, I'm not going to say, it, but a lot of people do that thing when they try foreign food and they, people. Well, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I just, well, a lot of, yeah, it is a thing of like, oh my God, I'm going to be sick. Blah, and like that, the, the dry heaving and the, I'm going to be sick. And it's like, it's just not that serious. Like it becomes yeah. so dramatic. And I said this before, it's, it becomes more important for you to express how disgusted you are than for you to pause and be like, maybe this will make that person uncomfortable. And that's where I give Deandra credit because she uh, never, she's always like, yeah, I'll try it or I'll do it. Or she knows enough to not be like, ew, disgusting. I'm going to be sick. Like, please. Agreed. Yeah. I also, it's like, 
you've already eaten it at this point yeah, it's and you over. didn't taste it you yeah. didn't get sick yeah you just knowing it is really setting you off that much like come on girl like yeah i don't know i i thought that whole thing was bullshit like maybe maybe i'm wrong i don't know i didn't think it was that big of a deal like it was a prank I just love, yeah. And by the way, Brandy, please, like you love pranks yes! too. But I, I love when she puked and Stephanie was like, ew, gross. <laughs> Did you hear that? It was like a quick little no. step. Oh my God, you have to go back. So oh, Stephanie and Brandy that. run into the bathroom and she's like, oh my God, come here, come here, come here. And they just, they disappear to the bathroom and you hear, Bleh, and Stephanie goes, ew, gross. And then they just cut to the next. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so then like Cam and... Uh, Cam gets mad at Tiffany. Oh, before Brandy vomits though, before they really eat, she's like, I'm not a pizza person, which I don't like who. That's more offensive. Right. Than yeah. putting crickets in a pizza. Who is it? She's like, I don't really eat bread. And I'm like, bread. She, never, she never struck me as the type of person who's like really picky about, I mean, this no, is literally bread. It's a palate like, of a four-year-old. Right. Like for some, and maybe that's just being judgmental, but I just felt Listen, that I way. did too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I sort of do as well. I love Uncrustables. Oh, okay. So when I was on the Wendy doc last year and it was a very, just like Corona was, COVID was caving in and it was like very stressful. They had Uncrustables oh. like in the kitchen and they had um, those Sargento, it's like the, 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 the cheese and the fruit and the nuts, like the little snack oh, packs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was there so late every night that I just alternated between the two and I can't, I can't look at them ever again now. I just oh, think of like no. stress and COVID and it's <sighs> just like my association now. Uncrustables, like no one will ever make a better peanut butter and jelly like in person. Uncrustable is the perfect like amount of jelly and perfect amount of peanut butter. And then the no crust, the bread's just... soft, it's perfection. It's not too sweet, you don't think? I literally have eaten a full box on night shift multiple times on shifts. How long is night shift? How many hours? 12 and a half hours. Like oh, I'll, yeah. I'll eat, sometimes I've eaten like five of them. I mean, they're not like shift. huge. No, but like, it's kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I didn't say that. I, don't I mean, I gross. will say it. I mean, it's kind of repulsive. I but... mean, there are, there are many worse things you could eat, but yeah, I just, uh, that's, that's just my association with them, unfortunately. I used to think, I mean, when I was a kid, I thought like uh, chocolate milk from the store was the most exciting thing. And then I made it at home and I was like, oh, that thing is like undrink. It's so sweet. There's so much chocolate in that, you know? Oh, I love that. You still love it? What was it? <laughs> uh, the rabbit. What's the brand with the rabbit? Nesqu Nesquik? Oh, yeah. Oh, I used to make Nesquik. Um, my mom would buy the big old things of it every morning i would drink nesquik oh man every morning huh i know sometimes i'd eat cookies for breakfast wow i was trash that's not <laughs> trash but did you eat cookie crisp no cookies like actually <laughs> like chocolate that. chip cookies <laughs> that's fine that's fine it's fine yeah well uh <laughs> so okay so Brandy gets sick and vomits. Oh yeah, okay. So the last the last piece of this is Cam gets mad at Tiffany for talking down to her. What was the word that Cam used incorrectly? Um, shit, now I had it. I was thinking about it earlier too. Um, appropriate? No. No. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, but she, Cam has this insecurity about being talked down to, but also Tiffany does kind of a little bit do it. 
So it's that same thing. You're right. If they could just, if Cam could like not take it so personally and Tiffany could maybe adjust her tone a little bit, they could be great. They could be good friends. You know what I sort of have feeling about this like sort of feud? I think Cam's threatened Mm. because I think Tiffany is either as wealthy or wealthier. Mm -hmm. She's definitely smarter. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous. Not to say that Cam's not, but Mm -hmm. like she literally is just, I feel like she's just kind of a step above Cam in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And Cam has been her own sort of, in her own sort of caliber, I feel like. And like as much money as Stephanie has, I feel like people don't equate her to like Cam's wealth for some reason, even though she might be even wealthier than Cam. I don't know. But um, I just feel like Tiffany like, came in and she is someone who is just on paper maybe just a step higher on a lot of things well you know that's that's actually so on point because remember she was like I'm here to see the closet like she wanted to check out that closet and you saw her dream house she was like I have a dream house I really want to get and it's massive so you're right no one else on that cast really puts a lot of stock in like the stuff you know and that's why I guess Stephanie was a little hard on Tiffany for, for doing that. Brandy's not like that. Stephanie's not like that. Carrie's not like that. Deandra's mm-hmm. not really like that. Um, not really? Yeah, no. you're right. That was Cam's thing was like the fabulous life. I think you nailed I, it. I think that's what it is. Like, and I always said, like, I do, in a sense, I do feel like Cam's smarter than she leads on. Mm-hmm. But I also think she prided herself on being smart while playing dumb mm-hmm. but tiffany's like smart as fuck mm-hmm. like like tiffany's she graduated medical school at 23 like so crazy what like i cannot even ima- like that's insane mm-hmm. and then the price is now she has to like figure out the rest of her life pretty much yeah um she said it the best last episode i mean she climbed that mountain and then she's like wait why am i here like that's what am right. i doing here yeah these portions that she's giving us mm-hmm. in her personal scenes, I mean, it's so impactful, I feel. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's just something that everyone needs to think. It makes everyone sort of think about like, am I doing what I need to be doing? Or am I doing all this for the right reasons? Am mm-hmm. I, is that if I'm setting this goal, is it really going to make me happy? Or is this just checking off a box? Mm-hmm. Am I missing out on some the opportunity cost of doing this and missing out on this? And I think it's super impactful the way that she addresses these things head on and just really opens up. Yep. Well, that's Dallas. I'm really enjoying it. Excited to see what happens next. I'm happy to have to not be stressed about like a big fight like Potomac all season. I was like, oh, oh it's coming. Yeah, I couldn't take it. And then all I- the and the social media was so nasty. Was Everyone was hard. just turning on each other. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, thanks so much for joining me. Again, for like there's like a million other things we can talk about and we will do more than once a year. How about that? Absolutely. Yeah. We should do um, a live sometime as well. Oh yeah, that'd be great. I'd love, I'm not really, um, you can lead me through that because I'm not really uh, skilled in the live department. Fine. Easy okay. Fine. That sounds but- fun. Well, thanks so much. And everyone can find you faces by Bravo. We all know, yes. right? And then I hope to see you at the Copri room. Now, is that ever 
now now when when things open up will that open up or is that gonna be like i hope so it's just gonna be so dusty and like all those like yellow flowers covered (laughs) in a layer of pandemic dust oh not pandemic dust okay all right all right all right thanks so much steve talk to you soon see you later bye everyone